It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We've spent this week talking about future Sun Devils and Sun Devils entering the NFL this year, but what about the guys that are already in the NFL? Well, that's what we're here to talk about today on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in and a special shout out to the everydayers. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications to get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrad36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Let's, let's not waste any time. Let's talk NFL and more specifically the Sun Devils that are already in the pros, not the incoming rookies, not the guys who are going to be in in next year or the next few years. I'm talking about the guys that are currently in the NFL, whether that's one season or four seasons or however many we're talking about these specific Sun Devils. I have three guys in mind that I want to highlight. And then I have three more additional guys that I'm going to be keeping my personal little eye on. Let's start with the biggest Sun Devil in the league right now. San Francisco 49ers wide receiver. Why did I drop on his name? Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk absolutely took the league by storm last year. He has slowly been developing into a stud receiver, which is funny because After his second year, there were rumblings and whispers that the Niners and Kyle Shanahan were interested in trading Ayuk. I don't know how much truth there is to it. I just know there was lots of rumors floating around. They were trying to figure out how to pay Debo Samuel, and there appeared to be questions about Ayuk. I can't remember if it was work ethic or if it was team fit. All I know is there were conversations that were being had about whether or not Ayuk truly had a future with the 49ers. That was until last year when he set a career high in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. He caught 78 passes for 1,015 yards, his first 1,000-yard season of his career, eight touchdowns. He was about as dynamic as they came, a rock-solid 13 yards per reception, Nothing too crazy, only a long of 54 yards, but he was a really good chunk play guy. He was a very reliable player and the route running people. He is on his way to becoming a savant as a route runner. I mean, it's just filthy the things that he's able to do with the speed that he already possesses to be able to create the separation that he does underneath or deep. It's truly special. And I expect that in year four, he's going to hopefully take that next step from being, you know, a good receiver to perhaps a great receiver. Now, do I think he's the number one in this offense? Probably not, because Debo Samuel is a borderline elite talent at the position. It's easy to forget how good Debo can be because he's just injured all the time. And that's not Brandon Ayuk, who's only missed four games in his career. All four came in his rookie year back in 2020, 
Since then, he has played back-to-back 17-game seasons. He's the definition of reliability. And as I am of the firm belief of, and if I don't say this enough, I need to start saying it more because it's one of my absolute biggest philosophies when it comes to sports in general is your best ability is availability. And Brandon Ayuk has proven that he is one of the most consistently consistent players when it comes to the health department. Again, this is a guy who's been steadily getting better with each year that has passed. And I think that the best days for him are truly ahead of him. He was a former first round pick. He's a guy who is a really good fit for this offense. He's been able to create chemistry with multiple quarterbacks. He was good with Jimmy Garoppolo. He was good with Trey Lance. He was good for um, Brock Purdy. That's his name. He was good with Brock Purdy. He's able to just make moves, get open, and give his give his quarterbacks a safety valve and an overall good weapon down the field. I'm interested to see if the Niners can like officially unlock him. Un, excuse me, unlock him as a downfield threat because during his time at Arizona State, he was a really really good deep threat for the team. In his uh, final season with the Sun Devils in 2019, he averaged 18.3 yards per reception and was just uh, one of the best deep threats that the Sun Devils have had in the last 10 years. And I don't know, I I do know my history, but I don't know because I didn't get to see these guys where you would rank him all time in terms of like pure deep threats for the Sun Devils. But I have to imagine that you'd put him up there with like a John Jefferson, like This was a very special deep threat for the Sun Devils, and I'm waiting for him to become that with the Niners. But until then, he's turning into an overall complete player. Again, the route running is there. He's got good hands. He's able to create separation both with his speed and with his route running, the ability to break off of defenses and whatnot. It's truly special, and I think that the best days are ahead of him. I've said that a handful of times now, and I will continue to say it. The best days are ahead of Brandon Ayuk in his NFL career right now. He just had 1,000 yards. I feel like he could probably do it again, even if Devo Samuel were to play a full 17 games. The biggest thing for him is going to be able to work with whoever the quarterback is because there's going to be a lot of talk this offseason about who should start. Is it Brock Purdy, who when he took over was really good? and took the Niners to an NFC Championship appearance. Will it be Trey Lance, the former number three overall pick, who has plenty of talent both as a runner and a thrower and could finally blossom in year three when given an opportunity and coming off a knee injury? We don't really know, but the bottom line is whoever is throwing the ball, they have a really good receiver in Brandon Ayuk, and for the millionth time, I think that he's only going to get better I'm really looking forward to him this year. He's obviously at the top of my list for Sun Devils to watch this upcoming season in 2023. I want to talk to you guys real quick about our friends over at Built Bar because if you're looking for a delicious snack and don't want the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're like me, you want to make a healthier snack choice, but you don't want to compromise on taste. I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars. And Built Puffs, Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real 
chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream, and so many more. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they're healthy for you with just 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. So head to your nearest Walmart today, go to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can get a four-box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. If you're closer to Sam's Club, run in and grab yourself a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter puff, and churro puff. You can thank me later. Get yourself a great tasting bar. Get yourself the experience with Built Bar. You got to try this. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Want to shout out the everydayers who are here every day and let you know that for tomorrow's episode, I'm going to be looking at the impact that NIL has had both on football and basketball and just the overall arching what it has done to Arizona State sports and athletics. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for that episode. Going to the next player for the Sun Devils to watch, I'm staying on the offensive side of the football. I'm looking at Rashad White. The the Buccaneers have moved on from Leonard Fournette, who has been one of the primary runners the last three years for the team. He was incredibly important when they made their Super Bowl run. He became playoff Lenny, all that good stuff. Now they have Rashad White in this backfield and really not too much else. For what it's worth, they brought in Chase Edmonds, but Edmonds has bounced around. Uh, he was with two teams last year. It's three teams in the last two years for him. There's talent there. I mean, we've seen that Edmonds can be a very quality guy, not so much a starter, but definitely a rotational guy. But this truly is going to be uh, Rashad White's backfield to lose right now. Uh, White was a third-round pick last year for the team. Underwhelming by all accounts. Uh, under four yards per carry at 3.7. Only scored uh, three total touchdowns and was under six yards per carry uh, for a receiver. Uh, six, six yards per reception as a receiver. But again, he was a third-round pick. He's a guy that the Buccaneers are clearly going to be putting a lot of their eggs into his basket to see what he can provide for them. If he can even sniff what he did at Arizona state, I think that this could be a very good player for the Buccaneers. He's just got a little bit of everything. He's got decent size at six foot two fourteen. He's not a power bag, but he, he does know how to use that to his advantage and create leverage over guys. He's a patient runner who knows how to set up his blocks and more than anything. He's a great great receiver out of the backfield. He can run routes and split out wide. He does everything for you. He was well over 10 yards to catch in his career at Arizona state. And again, while he was under uh, six yards per catch as a rookie, he still caught 50 passes. And that's pretty impressive, especially because Leonard Fournette was still 
a factor in the passing game. And Tom Brady had had no shortage of players to throw the ball to with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin out wide as well. Rashad White, clearly a guy that they want to incorporate on this offense. And it's the same coaching staff there that is going to want to continue to run the offense, no pun intended, through Rashad White. They're also going to be going through a transitional stage at quarterback. You know, Brady is gone. He's retired. They brought in uh, Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask are currently the only two quarterbacks on the roster. What's going to happen at that position? Uh, It's probably not going to be good, but this just means that these guys are going to be looking to their running backs to be able to establish a ground game that'll be able to keep some pressure off of them. Because while they do have Mike Evans and they do have Chris Godwin to throw the football to, they still are going to need some running backs to be able to help take the load off of teams that are going to play a lot more guys in coverage. I mean, you might only be rushing four guys, maybe even three guys consistently dropping everybody else in coverage and just eliminating the two Pro Bowl wide receivers. So you're going to want to see what Rashad White can do for you in a full-time role. For what it's worth, he did change his jersey number from 29 to 1. And as far as I'm concerned, that's all I needed to see to confirm for me that Rashad White is in for a Pro Bowl season. I really like Rashad. I was a big fan of his coming out. I was beyond thrilled when he became a third-round pick. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, nonetheless, knowing that he was likely going to be the future. And that has come to fruition. The team is putting their eggs in his in his basket to see what he can do for them in that full-time role. As the lead guy, they're going to be throwing the ball to him a lot. They're going to give him some goal line carries. And he has shown the ability to get into the end zone. He scored 16 touchdowns in his final season with the Sun Devils. Even though he only had three last year, he's going to get more opportunity. And with more opportunity comes more scoring. I'm not saying as a double-digit touchdown guy, but I'll see why he couldn't double three and get six this year. Bottom line, I am really a big fan of Rashad White. We'll continue to echo that and scream from the rooftops. I'm looking forward to what he can do this upcoming season. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. One more time, thank you guys for tuning in to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast and a special shout out to the everydayers. Like I said earlier, tune in for tomorrow's episode as we take a look at the NIL and how it has affected Arizona State Sun Devils sports, football, basketball, and otherwise. Tune in, hit like and subscribe, and turn on those notifications. Last guy I want to talk about before I get into three guys in particular that I'm going to be watching for, maybe a handful of other guys too. Jack Jones. Jack Jones. I really hope that uh, that was a cringy enough joke that I got a laugh out of you guys because that's about as cringy a joke as you're going to get out of me. All right. Jack Jones, the cornerback for the New England Patriots, put together a rock solid rookie season. The fourth round pick notched 30 tackles. He picked off two passes, took one of them to the house. Had a forced fumble, had a fumble recovery, broke up six passes. 
he did a little bit of everything for you. And now he's going to really be forced into a starting role. Last year, he was definitely relied upon for the Sun Devils, or not the Sun Devils, excuse me, for the Patriots. He got quite a bit of playing time for them, and he looked quality when he was out there. He looked like a rookie at times, but I also think that he looked pretty comfortable in his role and in his position and can hopefully continue to build off of that. They are once again going to be relying on him moving forward because the Patriots are starting to get older and, you know, a little bit more thin on the back end. They've still got, you know, plenty of guys to work with here, but it will be interesting because, you know, Jonathan Jones is another year older. Uh, They've got some younger, interesting guys like Marcus Jones, even though he's undersized. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, the incoming rookie, probably going to be the number one corner. I wouldn't put it past him, but will be interesting to see, bottom line, how Jack Jones is going to fit into the secondary. I don't see any reason why he can't be a starter or at least one of the top three to four guys on this depth chart be able to get good playing time and continue to show that he is backing up his talk because Jack Jones definitely a little bit of a trash talker. He's no Richard Sherman or anything, but he's chirping at you. He's trying to get under your skin, and he knows what he's doing too. We'll be looking forward to Jack Jones waiting to see if he does change his number from 13 to 0. I'm here for it, but I also know that Christian Gonzalez is there, and I would love for Gonzo to stay in number 0. Uh, it's so tough. I, I love Gonzalez. He was my number one corner this year. But obviously, I love Jack Jones. I love me some Jack Jones. He was my favorite defender in the 2021 season. And I would I, I would absolutely adore him to go back to his college number. And quite frankly, that might be a jersey that I have to cop. Even though I'm a certified Ravens fan, I do have a handful of jerseys in my closet that aren't Ravens jerseys. And Jack Jones might have to be one of those guys I add. All right. Three guys for sure I'll be watching, and we'll take a look at the other guys that are in the league to see if they are going to be worth taking a look at. The first guy, DJ Davidson, it's not even so much that I think that Davidson is in for like a breakout year or anything. He is buried on a depth chart right now for the New York uh, Giants, and he's playing the nose tackle spot behind a pro bowler and Dexter Lawrence. But there is going to be some opportunity, I suppose, for playing next to him because they brought in a Sean Robinson, but Robinson is towards the back half of his career and has been nothing more than a rotational guy during his career. And that's not a Sean Robinson slander because he would rip me in half. But I do think that there's going to be some opportunity here. The bummer is between Dexter Lawrence and I'm totally drawn a blank Leonard Williams on that defensive line and the three, forefront that they run. There's really only that one spot with Ashawn for an opportunity to get some significant playing time. He's on my list to watch. I just don't know how high he's going to be on my list. Now, someone that I am very interested in is Chase Lucas. Lucas is a returning seventh round pick for the Lions. He was towards the very end of the draft and had an opportunity to be the Mr. Irrelevant. He got very little playing time last year, just recorded three tackles, but He is on a Detroit Lions team that really does not have a lot of depth in its secondary right now. They ended up trading Jeff Okuda earlier in the offseason. They didn't draft anyone notable, 
to the to the corner spot in particular. They did draft Brian Branch, but I imagine he will get more safety slash nickel time than anything else. CJ Gardner Johnson was brought in through free agency, but other than that, looking at their corner chart, uh, Cameron Sutton should be a starter. Savion Smith, we'll wait and see. Ifadi Melifanu, we'll see. Emmanuel Mosley, another guy to potentially start. Uh, Will Harris, we'll see. Khalil Dorsey, we'll see. Like, there's a lot of will sees here. And Chase Lucas, therefore, is going to have an opportunity to usurp those guys on the depth chart, get some significant playing time. Again, of the guys that I was looking at, it's really Mosley and Sutton that I feel the most confident about as being day one starters for the team. Chase Lucas is going to be within the realm of possibilities to get some playing time. And speaking of guys that are in the realm of possibilities for playing time, I feel like there is no guy who could benefit from an absolutely decimated depth chart than Darian Butler. The original man crush of the Locked On Sun Devils is back for his second year in the league, a former undrafted free agent by the Raiders. He should stick. If you look at this linebacker depth chart, there is not much here to get overly excited about. They run a base 4-3 defense, so there's only three linebacker spots, but I am going to review the linebackers on the roster right now. Curtis Bolton, Amari Burnley, Darian Butler, Divine Diablo, Luke Masterson, Kanai Mwaga, if I pronounced that wrong, my apologies, and Robert Spillane. There is not one definitive guy here that I sit there and look and I go, yep, that's a starter for sure. They could roll out any combination of those guys and I'd be like, yeah, I get it. So <laughs> Darian Butler will have that opportunity. Now, he still has a lot to prove as an undrafted free agent who didn't get very much playing time last year. I think he was a part-time special teams player. Don't quote me. Didn't have any actual statistics as a defender, though. There's a lot that he's going to need to prove to show that he, A, deserves to be on the roster, period, and B, is somebody who deserves some playing time. But based off of what we saw at Arizona State, he's instinctive, he's smart, and he plays bigger than his five foot ten actual height and size and whatnot. He he's a thumper, he's smart, he's instinctive, he takes good angles, he does all the little things right. It's just can he translate to the NFL because he is a lot more limited in his size and his athleticism compared to some of those other guys. But again, looking at this depth chart, I don't see any reason that he can't steal some playing time here. I'm looking forward to him. I'm looking forward to what he could possibly develop. Looking at the other Sun Devils that are still in the NFL, I mean, you could mention Frank Darby, I suppose. I don't know if he's even a lock for this roster right now. Through two seasons, he's only caught two passes for 29 yards. And the Atlanta Falcons are looking to be competitive this year rather than down the road. And it's it's an okay depth chart, I suppose. They have Mac Hollins. They have Drake London. They have Scotty Miller. Like, it's it's okay. It's nothing too crazy. He could possibly stick, but with the lack of, lack of actual playtime that he's managed in two years definitely not looking great he's always been a little bit injury prone too so who knows 
Lawrence Guy, first of all, I thought he retired. So I need to double, triple check that right now. No, it looks like he's still a Patriot. You know, that's been a good part-time guy for them as well. And it's always good to watch and monitor him. Eno Benjamin, I know, has kind of bounced around the league a little bit. I believe, yes, he is currently with the New Orleans Saints. Who've, they, they've got some depth in that backfield. Uh, who knows what's going to happen to Alvin Kamara. But regardless of him, they still have uh, Mark Ingram, I believe, is back. They drafted Kendra Miller. They've got Jamal Williams that they signed in free agency. You know what? I lied. There is no Mark Ingram. They had replaced him with Jamal Williams. There's guys here. I don't think Eno is even close to a lock for the roster right now, but obviously I'll be rooting for him. Other than that, uh, I think that might be it for current Sun Devils in the NFL that I'll be keeping a close eye on. Obviously, I'll be rooting for every Sun Devil in the NFL. Who are you going to be keeping an eye on? Of the three guys that I highlighted, who are you most excited about? Let me know in the comments. Let me know on Twitter. You can hit me up at RichieBrad36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications. Follow me on Twitter to be able to stay in touch with everything going on with the podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow to discuss NIL and its effects on Arizona State University Athletics. Till then, you keep a look right here on Locked on Sun Devils. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.